Welcome to Prim and Proper. I am Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. So Marinella, what do you think of the slight name change here? I think that it definitely aligns more with who we are. Yes, we tend to be a bit sarcastic. I think as this podcast goes on and our personalities slowly shine through more and more, the prim and proper sarcastic name is going to it's, it's going to really fit us. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time for it to come out of my mouth properly. I feel like it's a struggle probably for you to keep saying proper now, but I'm just going to keep repeating that word. <laughs> oh, totally. I had to like mentally prepare myself just not to proper. allow prim and yeah. prosper to roll off the tongue when I started because <laughs> you're right, it, it became kind of a habit. But I'm excited, so yeah. Moving forward, welcome to the new, welcome to the new pod, everyone. <laughs> We're starting again. No, I'm just starting kidding. again. Well, Episode one. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that bit of housekeeping is out of the way, on to the actual topic we want to discuss today. It is February fifteenth as we record, and so we have Valentine's Day on the mind. How was your Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, Marinella? It was um, surprisingly pretty good. Um, it's my first one single in a long time, so I thought it was going to be the pits. But I did a lot of things that uh, made me feel loved. I'll say that. How about you? Good for you. This is one of many years in a row I've been single for Valentine's Day. Uh, I, you know, honestly, it was just uneventful. And had you and I not been kind of thinking about this topic, I might have kind of forgotten that it was yesterday. Uh, I think, you know, the Super Bowl was on Sunday and I was so excited for the halftime show that I spent all day yesterday uh listening to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg old school tracks so you know I just it didn't even dawn on me that it was Valentine's Day really uh but I certainly have some fun stories to share from Valentine's Day past and I'm sure you do as well uh where do we want to kick this off do we want to share some personal stories to to get us going yeah I think some personal stories would be a good start like when do you remember getting your first like real Valentine, not just the ones that you like get passed out from from like, you know, kindergarten, like your first Valentine's Day with somebody or first Valentine's Day gift? Oh, can I just say, though, that I did love the tradition of getting the Valentine's cards in school and like passing them around and everyone had like a little bag where they'd get all their Valentine's Day cards from all their classmates. I I do miss that tradition, and I wish that there was like an adult version of that tradition, because uh, mm-hmm. I would be I'd be a fan of that. They make those like cutest little punny cards, you know, and you would they'd be perforated, and you'd tear them apart, and you'd just fill out two and a little heart from you. Anywho, yeah, and everyone got one. Even like I remember getting valentines from the kids in the class that I just absolutely never even spoke to. You just we're gonna get you're just getting one. (laughs) I know that was such a that was such a sweet tradition, and I do like I said. I wish we found a way as adults to do that. Uh, Sadly, I don't I don't know any adults that do that. But as far as my first Valentine, 
I don't, you know, I know I was dating my high school boyfriend on Valentine's Day, and I feel like he got me some flowers. I don't know that he put a ton of effort into it, but I will say I always gave off that vibe for a very long time of saying to boyfriends, and I kind of believed it. It wasn't just something I said. Like, I actually really did feel this way, uh, that it was this, like, commercialized made-up holiday and that they jacked up the prices on things like flowers and cards and I thought it was all silly and you know I didn't want to it was like I didn't want to uh support the man <laughs> or something yeah by giving into like this commercialized crap so there was this part of me that I think gave that impression to boyfriends like I don't like Valentine's Day so don't get me anything and it probably put them in a horrible position because they're like shoot I'm supposed to do something but she's told me she doesn't like the holiday so if I give her something will she be upset if I don't give her something will she be like no you were supposed to know that I was just joking about this and that I really wanted something so I probably put a lot of boyfriends in a really tough position about that but as far as I can recall, my high school boyfriend did get me some flowers. I don't think he got me a card. I don't remember there being a card. And I don't think we went to dinner. I think we just kind of hung out at his place. I mean, like, we were high school kids. I said college boyfriend. I met my high school boyfriend. was, I think, the first one to get me a Valentine's gift. How about you? What was your who, first? I'm trying to remember if I know who your high school boyfriend was, but I don't know if I do. Mike. He was... Uh, Mike. A stoner a year ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been so going we, for that type ever since. Go, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we may have also probably gone high on Valentine's, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you know? And we um, also might have listened to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. So actually, I probably brought it full circle this Valentine's Day. <laughs> God bless. And dry January's over on to February. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Although I was sober yesterday. I was good about ah. that. Ah, but good not for not for the I, Super Bowl. I was I did. too. I was I was drunk on chocolate, but that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> um my first Valentine was Okay, so my first Valentine was from a boyfriend that I had. You probably knew him, Chris. Yeah. Very, very well known amongst the class. And it wasn't necessarily a guy that I wanted to receive a Valentine from. And he went balls to the wall, which made it that much worse. Because I was like, I got you nothing. <laughs> oh. Zero. But during that time, I think it was like two, was like 2002 or 2001. He got me a DVD player, which was a very Ooh. expensive item. And it was yeah. like one of the nice ones with like, the you just like. I don't know. It was just a really nice gift, like over the top. And then he got me like a DVD to go with it. He handmade me a card out of like, just like, you know, uh, construction paper and he glued it all and he wrote my name down and wrote all these like nice things for each letter of my name. And I was just like, God, I wish he didn't do that. But it was like the nicest, <laughs> the nicest Valentine. It was so sweet. That was actually really thoughtful. And to do a handmade card, I mean, what? Who is this teenage boy? And I know exactly which Chris you're talking about. And I am yes. slightly shocked to hear that it was a handmade mm -hmm. card, but good on him. 
Oh, he was very sensitive. And this is a guy that was, like, basically aiming to be the next member of the Jackass show. So if that gives you an indication of... It's always another side to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. So how about... Moving on through the years, was that like the best gift you ever got? Because that was going to be my follow-up question. Was like that, you know, what is the best gift you've ever gotten? Did you peak and at that one and then kind of go downhill since? Or no, I've gotten other good um, Valentine's things. They're mostly like things that are like you know going someplace that I like, or you know just asking me what I want to do for the day or something like that. Because in defense of any person that I've dated, I've always been very stubborn about expressing what it is that I want. So, like, they really had to, like, be guessing, you know? I really made them, like, kind of... And then a lot of the people that I w- were was dating at the time probably didn't have a high value for the holiday either, so... Mm. Yeah. No, I get it. But that was the most memorable one that I couldn't think of at that time just because it was, like, so... Out of character. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a ton of memorable ones. So for years, which I know we'll get into, I was a server like through college and even a little bit after college. And if you serve, you work Valentine's Day, uh, especially if you're at a restaurant that's a Valentine's Day hotspot. And I worked at an Italian restaurant. So for sure, we were busy. Uh, and then for years after I was done serving, I hated going out for Valentine's Day. And I would specifically tell boyfriends, like, do not make reservations somewhere. I don't want to spend the day at a restaurant. Like, it just brings back how stressful the day used to be and how not fun the day used to be when I was a server. So it's not what I want. I was always open to, you know, like getting takeout and doing something together at, like, home. But I did not did not want to be uh, going to restaurants. I will say, I think as an adult, the most romantic thing that I've had is a boyfriend who made me dinner. And I thought that was really sweet because I have historically not dated a lot of men who know how to cook or at least have ever cooked for me. I'm usually the person, and I like cooking, and so I usually have taken on that role in relationships. But this one particular boyfriend, I think that might have been the only meal he cooked for me, actually, was Valentine's Day. <laughs> but he did a good job with it. It was a, it was a good meal. And he also got oh. me flowers. Yeah, he had me, like, over. And he had, like, you know, the flowers. It was very romantic. And I was, again, happy not to be going to a restaurant because for so long I had loathed the idea of spending Valentine's Day at a restaurant. I think I've come around on that concept a little bit more now that I have some distance from my serving days, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've come around on the restaurant thing because I just remember working Valentine's Day and just making so very little money compared to what I thought I was going to make. That's just because you're basically staring at a couple or three couples because everything is a reservation. They're hanging out for the night and you're just like... Oh my god, and it's not a money maker. No. But I did forget to I did forget to say earlier that I did get proposed to on Valentine's Day, which oh. probably would be the best Valentine's Day gift in retrospect that probably would be it. Um, but that's about it. 
<laughs> I mean, do we, do you want to talk about that more or do we end that right here? Um, I mean, I won't either. get too, I won't spend too much time on it, but I will say that as far as the proposal goes, it was not the best, but when your heart wants it, you really don't care what the actual proposal is like. So I was all in. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of segues nicely to server stories because I feel Mm -hmm. as though I've seen a fair amount of proposals on Valentine's Day. But before I hop into those stories, I I will say you're right. You do not make much money um, serving on Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day and you think you would. But, you know, not to like go deep into what's like being a server, but typically you have, you know, however many your section is, three tables, four tables, whatever you aren't sat two tops or two people every single you usually have like you know four people or six people and maybe one set of two people so like the bills are naturally larger for four people or six people than they are for two but on valentine's day every table you have is a two top and they want to mm-hmm. spend their time there right they're out for a romantic evening and like there's pressure to turn the tables over but like they want to hang out and sip on their wine that they ordered, so they just sit there. Um, you know, so yeah, it's not a moneymaker. Neither is Mother's Day, because it's all, you know, look, I'm just going to be real. It's the men who pay, and they sometimes go cheap on those tips. Uh, Mother's Day yeah, is not yeah. a moneymaker either, sadly. And you're forced to work it as well, because it's the, I think it's the busiest serving day of the year. Busiest day for restaurants, right? Because, again, it goes back to Mm. men don't necessarily know how to cook, so they take out their wife. And, again, I'm speaking of heteronormative relationships, but you know what I mean. Like, they take out their wife, and they don't know how to cook, and then they give a crappy tip. It's a horrible day to work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We will for sure have a Mother's Day episode, and that will be a part of that for sure. (laughs) Because that is, like, the shit show of all shit shows is working in a restaurant on the Mother's Day. You're just like... End it, oh, please. Gosh, but Valentine's but, Day, yeah. oof, right up there. It's always, you know, I mean, people do typically, at least in my experience, would buy, you know, a fancy wine. They get a dessert. But I have had. I was trying to remember off the top of my head how many proposals I've personally served. I've served at least <laughs> probably three or four that I can recall. And every single one of them included the man giving me the ring, which I'm like, okay, that's a huge trust exercise you probably shouldn't be doing, but okay. Uh, And then asking me if I could somehow incorporate it in either the drink, like if they ordered a bottle of wine or champagne, or the dessert. And it's like, so you want me to take the ring out of the box and put it either in a dessert where it will get like frosting or whatever on it or you want me to put it in like the wine glass that I bring to her and then I like pour said wine or champagne all over it in the glass <laughs> you know because I think it's like it's something people see on movies right like it's like oh it's my gosh ridiculous. there's a ring in my champagne flute but like in reality you're ring is going to be all sticky because it's just been soaking in like it's sugary concoction yeah it's it's not a glamorous moment for her at all she's like god damn why didn't you just leave it in the box i'm sure no and then so like and it's it's awkward right because they don't have much time to like 
sneaky like maybe she goes to the restroom or something so they're trying to like do it very quickly like here's the ring can you please incorporate into the meal in some way and so there's not a lot of time for me to say i don't know if that's a good idea dude so the funniest stories are you know the women say yes but then it's hilarious watching them pick it up out like the tiramisu and like Mm. Lick it. No, we usually tried to set it on the side, but then that's a little bit strange because it's just like a ring sitting on the side of the plate. But it's like we didn't want to stick it in tiramisu, right? Yeah, yeah. And one person did do it, and I remember this person did it in a champagne. And it was funny because you had to see her. Like, she didn't want to chug the champagne, but then, like, how do you get the ring out? So, like... That's a tight flute. Yeah, you can't just be shoving your hand in there. Yeah. No, it was. I felt so bad for her. She's like, <laughs> yes. And then she's like, chug, 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 chug. Get me this <laughs> and then it was like, would you like another glass of champagne? Because you just had to chug yours. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, <laughs> anywho, those were, and those were the ones that said yes. <laughs> wow. Did, did, you, did you have one that said no? I did not have one that said no, but sitting in a section near me, someone proposed. And like, I mean, here's the thing, right? You do it in a restaurant and all the tables around you turn to watch, especially where I serve because our tables were so close together because it was like that Italian atmosphere. They wanted to feel very family-like. So the tables were like right on top of each other. So when you have someone go and propose, everyone stops and stares. So you've got you know, 20, 30 people in that section all watching you. And she just gets up and she's like, no, 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 no. And walks out the door and everyone just (laughs) stares and awkward. And like, again, when they show it in the movies, like it's funny, but like, you know, they cut the scene and it like goes to the next scene. But in reality, that man, like, had a tab because he had already ordered some food so we had to bring him out his tab and be like no sir you have to pay before you leave we're sorry that she just like abandoned you but like someone's gonna pay for this bill so like i mean it's it is not like the movies when someone says no in a proposal it's it's brutal brutal a pub i feel like a public space proposal you have got to be almost like I mean, I don't know if there is such thing as being positive that the person you're with is going to say yes, but I feel like you've got to be positive that that person's going to say yes. Absolutely. I don't s- just be rolling the dice on that out in the public, you know? It's just not, no. A hundred percent. I have seen it said that, like, how is it worded? That the fact that you're being proposed to should not be a surprise but the when and how should be the surprise. So, like, theoretically, you as a couple should have already had a conversation that entails, like, yes, we want to take the next step and get married, and we both see that as our future together. And then it becomes a surprise, like, when the person chooses to do it and how they choose to do it. But, like, the act of actually doing it should feel like it's out of left field. So, to your point, like, you shouldn't be proposing Certainly not in public if you don't know that the answer is going to be yes. Yeah. I mean, I've waited on a table that, okay, I've worked in a, a Mexican restaurant. It was a crowded, um, very crowded restaurant, like like yours was table to table. Mm-hmm. And um, 
this couple came in and they looked miserable. They looked absolutely just miserable. And they sit down and the guy kind of like catches me at one of the server stations and tells me that he dropped off a cookie cake in the back in the morning. And I, I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I asked about it and, and it says, will you marry me on it? And I'm like, this guy's going to propose to this lady with a cookie cake. She looks like she hates him. And <laughs> when he did it, she said no. But I don't know if they just, if he almost didn't give a shit that she, did, that she said no because they proceeded to sit and eat the cookie cake afterward and hang out. And I mean... It was extremely awkward because people were watching. He did get down on one knee. She very clearly said no. No. And it was just uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, so no to marriage, but yes to cookie cake. I mean, I can get on board yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he didn't put the, the, the ring in the cookie cake. Maybe that would have been like, okay, now I'm not eating this cookie cake. This is it. Um, And then the other proposal I saw was in a more like fine dining restaurant that I worked in. The guy, I really wish I had seen a same sex proposal that's like on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't Um, either. I would love to. And I don't think I'm going to do it in facilities management now, but hey. Um, (laughs) He just kind of pulled me aside and let me know that he was going to propose if he could just get as much space for me as possible like don't come by a lot he wanted it to be like private and quiet but he really wanted to do it there for some reason and i have no idea how he proposed i just know that he did it and they were happy at the end of the night so i assume that she said yes but like that was like the proposal that a server dreams of like i don't have to be involved yes Totally, right? Because it is so awkward. Let me tell you, it's the most awkward thing bringing out, carrying the dish with the ring on it or carrying the, you know, like flute of champagne with the ring in it. It's it's so awkward. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's when other servers hear that you've got a proposal at your table, they just enjoy the show. So then they all like <laughs> mysteriously have work to be doing near your table. They're like, oh, I'm just restocking these glasses over here. Don't mind me. And it's like, come on, guys. Come on. This is my tip. Please don't screw with it. <laughs> I'll top off that already full water just to catch a glimpse. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, but in general, what are your thoughts? Because I, whether or not it's in public at a restaurant or it's just in private at your home, what are your thoughts in general on people who propose on Valentine's Day? Good idea, bad idea, indifferent to it? I, I feel like it's just something that can be better done on any other day. Because I, you know, especially with like the element of surprise thing, like you were talking about, like I feel like. If I'm in a relationship and it's going well and we've talked about getting married on Valentine's Day, I'm probably going to be like, I wonder if they're going to propose. And I'm just, you know, I'm already kind of like a kind of intuitive person as it is. So I just feel like like when I got proposed to, I knew it was going to happen before it happened. Yeah. And that kind of was like, you know, I really wanted to be like slid in there somehow. Yeah, I think... I, I think because I'm so 
anti-commercialized holidays, as I obviously <laughs> indicated between our Christmas episode on consumerism and this one, uh, mm-hmm. I struggle with the... Co- and again, I've not been proposed to before, so who... Uh, who knows how I'd react uh, if it was done on Valentine's Day. But I think my preference would be not to have it on a holiday of that sort and to just be on some other day. I also do not want a public proposal. That, like, no. Having to have people all of a sudden focus their attention on me is terrifying. Uh, I don't like public speaking. I don't like doing things that draw attention to myself in any way. So the idea that like a significant other would think it's a good idea to propose to me publicly. Oh, oh no. They don't obviously know me very well if they think that's a good idea. So uh, I probably would say no, freak out and walk out the door like that one table did that I witnessed many <laughs> years ago. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they ever got married. I know. Probably. I mean, uh, <laughs> it is probably you know, not. It would be interesting to see if any of the uh, couples that I saw proposed so many years ago are still still kicking in all these years later, or uh, not. You know? I don't know. My my brother proposed not to his current current wife. He's now married. His proposal for this his wife was very private. I don't know much about it, but he did propose years ago to somebody. Um, like with the stadium lighting, he like took her to a stadium that he worked at and like blew it out of the water. And she said yes. And then like three or four days after that, at like a family like gathering, we were having like a barbecue. She was like experiencing like panic attacks, really highly anxious every time anybody asked her about it. And she broke it off. Oh, good. So I feel like those big dazzling ones like that, even if, even if like, a lot of people around that you don't know, but I think he had the stadium empty kind of can fool you into thinking maybe I should say yes. Cause this is like the freaking best proposal ever on earth. Yeah. There feels like a lot of high pressure. And I mean, I think again, it goes to knowing your partner. Like, is that something that's not going to, you know, stress them out? Then totally cool with that. I mean, some, right. Some, people would probably love to be proposed that way. I'm not going to lie because I know Anthony used to work for a major league baseball team, your brother. And if I knew someone and I was dating someone that worked for a major league baseball team and they could take me to the stadium and propose to me there with nobody around, like not publicly. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say yes. I'd love that. (laughs) But it's like you got to know your audience, right? And like know what they're comfortable with. And I think, again, even though you can surprise them with the when and how, I don't think it's a bad idea to just like get a feel for would you want a public proposal or, you know, like what what are proposals you find romantic or not romantic mm-hmm. and just get like a feel for, again, what they'd be comfortable with. Yeah, I think I, I think actually his wife, he proposed to her. Um, with the help of like the dogs, he had like it was New Year's Eve and they came home and they had like little um, uh, like bandanas on that said, "Will you marry my mom?" Oh. And I was like, oh, "Yeah, fuck!" If somebody, if somebody did that for me, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, the wrong person for me. But let's do it. <laughs> let's go get the license now down the courthouse. <laughs> go ahead and sign me up. Put immediately. a bandana on my dog. 
How dare you? <laughs> so, how about any um, personal worst Valentine's Day stories or just funny ones for you? I don't think I have anything like really bad that I can think of. I don't either, um, actually. Mm-mm. Which is probably no. a good thing. It's either, you know, dates who have gone it completely right or, um, or I've just been single on Valentine's Day. Which reminds me of a story my mom told me. She, I mean, this is back before my, my parents were married or knew each other, but she dated this guy. And my mother's birthday was in January. And she dated this guy who, the first year they were dating, he broke up sometime before Christmas and then asked her back out sometime after Valentine's Day. And they got back together. And then, like, the next Christmas he broke up. And then the next, like, week after valentine's day or whatever he asked her out again she's like fuck no like i learned what you did last (laughs) time you're breaking up to avoid christmas gift my birthday gift and valentine's day like no oh no no i was like that is a bold move sir whoever you are yeah fuck that guy (laughs) right absolutely not i think i did have a valentine's day where i was especially blue but our very good friend Ashley B sent me a Valentine's Day card that was like from the heart. And she knew I was having a hard time. I still have the card, but like I was like, thank God. Like it really was like, I don't know what it was, some period of time where I was just like having some type of life crisis. And she, she sent me that card and I was just like, this is so it. Thoughtful. This is what it's all about. Honestly, to me, some of the best, and not even just Valentine's Day, but in general, some of the like most romantic gestures are not necessarily the expensive things, like buying me something. I don't really wear jewelry. I I like flowers, definitely, but like it doesn't have to be buying me something. It's like writing a sweet mm-hmm. note, um, especially if you know them going through like a tough time, if you make it a point to like, write me a little note and hide it so I see it when I wake up in the morning or like something like that is oh chef's kiss that to me is what (laughs) is romantic right yeah it is really the little things I mean that matter on that day to me I mean look at all the little kids that like make valentine's day for their mom and dad and they're just like they're really dumpy little things, but they're sweet because they're just, you know, how much time and effort they put in mm-hmm. and how excited they are to give it to you. Right. Oh, I know. And there's just like, yeah, there's just this genuineness that it comes from just a wholesome place of love, which is why I kind of like that Galentine's Day has become more of a thing. Um, yeah, because I do think it's supposed to it's supposed to be like a day of love. Right. And I don't know why we have so put the pressure on just like your intimate partner relationship love instead of like the broader concept of love and the people in your life that you love. So I'm a fan of Valentine's Day. Thoughts on that one? Um, I like a good Galentine's, which I I think, actually, my friend Diana told me that that's from Leslie Nope on Parks and Recreation. I think it is. And it's, like, the the day before Valentine's to, like, prevent from the tremendous blow that you may feel, like you're starting on a high. But they called me on Sunday for Valentine's Day, and they said, hey, we want to walk and go see the sunset, and, like, 
and they're a couple and they were like wanted to pick up some dinner and they knew i wasn't drinking any alcohol so they got like some sparkling apple cider or something and it was just really nice and i really appreciated it because i mean they didn't have to do that they could have just gone by themselves yeah but they're like no it's it's galentine's day so we're spending it with you i'm like okay (laughs) i love that yeah i have gotten together in the past so you're right i do think it's supposed to be february 13th technically but i've gone together with girlfriends if we're single on the 14th and we usually do like takeout and then we usually get like chocolate covered strawberries and just yeah like you said make kind of an evening of it where we hang out and like this yes like that looks so good (laughs) speaking of i think that's my favorite part about february 15th and i may have to go to the grocery store after this is hitting up that sale on the valentine's day chocolate i'm like give me that discount chocolate yes please yeah i don't care what shape it is i'll take it yeah totally don't care if it's all in little hearts reese's peanut butter cup is a reese's peanut butter cup no matter what a hundred percent yes so i'm all about that post valentine's i'm all about all the post holiday candy sales post easter post halloween i hit up the candy aisles and buy like loads of it i don't know if i noticed it today I was at Publix, so Publix is um, a grocery store where shopping is a pleasure in the South. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I think that's the only thing I miss from Florida is Publix subs um, and the beach and you. (laughs) Yeah. Almost all those things can come to you. I can get a sub to you. Oh, my God. If you could. That... That would make my Valentine's Day if somebody... Maybe a little. If, like, a public sub showed up in my mail on Valentine's Day, I'd be like, this person knows and loves me. They knew to get this. I feel like I brought somebody a public sub on a plane ride one time. Maybe it was in Colorado, though. I can't remember now. Yeah. It wasn't as good by the time they ate it. I know. That's, That's the, the only thing, story, right? Like. But- but I mean, I'd still think I would probably love it and have the nostalgia of it. Um, so yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of this made-up holiday, but Valentine's Day, I think, is often considered, quote-unquote, a holiday for women, right? Like the expectation, especially in heterosexual relationships, is the man gets the woman some sort of gift. Um, so there's yeah. this male response to that, and it's called Steak and BJ Day, which is... March 14th. Have you ever heard of this holiday as I air quote it? I feel like now that you're mentioning it, I do (laughs) remember that being something that somebody mentioned to me at some point. Yeah. Thankfully, I've never dated a boyfriend that was such a douchebag to have presumed that I would actually (laughs) celebrate that. Just because I think it's so like, just, I mean, it's awful. Caveman? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's like a, right. It's very caveman. It's very, I mean, oh. But anyway, like very like uh, specific. Uh, never mind what you want to do, because I mean, yeah, no. right. It's very much like make me a steak and give me a blowjob. And I'd like to just <laughs> state for the record, and this is not to shame ex-boyfriends, but I usually do not get oral sex on Valentine's Day. So like, why do I have to give you a BJ on this other fake day? Like, how is this equitable in any way? 
Yeah, maybe we should start demanding those types of things, Liz. I mean, hello. I mean, that, again. Start if, a movement. <laughs> if we're talking about things I want on Valentine's Day, don't take me to the restaurant and get reservations. Don't buy overpriced flowers, but go ahead and give me some cunnilingus. That would be a lovely Valentine's Day Yeah, if, if you know what you're doing. If you're, yeah. if you're going in blind, you know what? Spare me. How about that? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Could get could get dicey there. Um, yeah, I talked to some guys about like what they like their feelings on Valentine's. Like, does your wife pitch a fit if you don't do anything nice for her? And they mostly have said like, uh, I mean, they don't really care. You know, we show love love to each other all the time. It's not as big of a deal. I said, well, do you ever get anything? for valentine's day yourself and most of them are like you know what i don't and they kind of got a little bit like <laughs> awakened i guess at that moment they're like why don't i get anything i said well do you, i do feel like it's something that you guys have decided to gear towards women because even at work i was working on the first floor of the building and my manager um called us over the radio and it was me and another girl working downstairs and they said um hey can you guys come up to the office real quick and of course we're like slammed busy and you know the glory of a radio is it's only one way traffic unless you're hitting that button and we're cursing his name like this motherfucker knows how busy we are he's calling us up to this office i can't believe it we get up there and he's got us fucking valentine's day chocolates which was sweet, but then I was like, what about Tim? Tim Tim probably wants some chocolate. <laughs> right, everyone wants a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> and he got nothing, you know what I mean? So we're just like, poor Tim doesn't get anything. I didn't share an ounce of my chocolate, by the way. I oh, just took no. it home. <laughs> no, I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like you asking these men about what they get for Valentine's Day means they're all about to demand steak and BJ Day now from their wives. <laughs> in march yeah i don't know if they're if they're that in touch with uh what's going on in the world the internet trends i'm not gonna be the one to mention it to them because i don't want to ruin anybody's life i don't i'm trying to think back if i've gotten valentine's day gifts for men that i've been in relationships with um nothing is necessarily coming to mind off the top of my head i think I probably have done cards before. Uh, but yeah, I guess I don't think I've necessarily gone boyfriends any gifts. But again, I don't really expect anything in return. <laughs> I'm like not a big get me a gift on Valentine's Day person. So I, I think yeah. I just don't think about it either way, either me receiving one or me giving someone a gift. So yeah. Well, I'm a great Valentine's Day gift giver. Yeah too good like some reel it in highlight reel um um let's see well for the first valentine's day in my last relationship i knew that she loved uh peanut butter so i got a bunch of like individual like <laughs> peanut butter just like packages like you could just like open and eat the peanut butter and i shoved them in every compartment of her car <laughs> <laughs> and in each compartment i put like a card and like another one I put like a watch that she really was like looking to get or something it wasn't an expensive watch but it was like a new shiny watch 
and she fucking loved the shit out of that. She's, I think she still wears the watch. So I was like, I, I know I did well. You know what I mean? Oh, damn, yeah. Yeah, but I think the peanut butter cup thing was like, she was just like, this is so weird. Yeah, um, maybe slightly. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like she doesn't discover one of them and fast forward to like August in Florida and she's smelling like melted chocolate peanut butter somewhere in her vehicle and discovers like a melted Reese's cup. That's what I'm now imagining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That car might be long gone. <laughs> Who knows? You have to like count up how many you give her so she can confirm that she's found them all. <laughs> That's what my mom used to do when she would do the Easter egg hiding like uh, Easter candy for me. It was always a scavenger oh, yeah. hunt around the house, but she had like written down how many chocolate eggs she hid in like each room, so she would know if I didn't find them all, so that we wouldn't discover a piece of chocolate like three months down the line, melted and disgusting on the wall. Ugh. Good call, lady. I know. I was like, that was such a wise idea. I'm gonna do that whenever I hide chocolate for somebody. <laughs> I'll hide it from myself so I don't eat it. But uh, it could backfire. My gosh, I should have hidden little treats for Walter. He probably would have loved that game. Uh, but you know what? I could do that tonight. He doesn't know it was Valentine's Day yesterday. He'll think it's tonight. Oh, no, he doesn't. He's just, Time doesn't exist. Yeah. I did make my dog Marley a sweet potato yesterday. <laughs> um, That sounds sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I cut it in half and it was shaped like a heart. And I was like, you're going to have some of this sweet potato. And then when I got home today from work, she left me a gift as well. And it was shit on the carpet because it was too much fiber. (laughs) I even got to work like because I sent the picture of it to my coworker, And he was like, that potato is huge. I hope she didn't eat the whole thing. I said, no, I would never give her the whole potato. I gave her just a piece because... She would shit her brains out if I gave her that much of a sweet potato. And she shit her brains out anyway. <laughs> oh I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> Not that this episode should be about our pets pooping on the floor because I don't mean it to be. But like a week ago, I was on a video call and Walter, you know, he's getting older. He's a geriatric cat. So sometimes when he goes in the litter box, like it's get stuck to him and doesn't fully fall off you know and then like when he walks away he drops it somewhere and I have to pick it up and clean it so (laughs) last week I'm on a video call and I just smell something and I look down and it is a huge poop that had obviously been stuck to him and when he came to sit down beside me it just dropped so I had to finish out a video call with a piece of poop (laughs) like right beside (laughs) me on the floor Oh my gosh, that's the worst. And cat cat poop is is stanky. I know, and like he knows that, like he knows that it smells, and he wants to get rid of it. So he like was kind of scratching at the floor, but there's no kitty litter there to cover it. So it's just like a miming motion, like nothing is happening, and he's just like going through the motions, <laughs> like gonna bury this. I'm like, no, you're not, buddy. No. <laughs> Oh, Walter. <laughs> oh, man. So do we end on the cat pooping? You got anything else for us this week? 
Oh, let me see. I don't think I have anything else here on my scroll. I don't think nope. I do either, so it may just be ending on cat poop stories, which seems kind of appropriate for us. And yep. dog poop. Cat and dog poop stories. <sighs> Valentine's Day is the shits. What can we say? <laughs> <clears throat> we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>